The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Coming to you live from KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. This is your weekly discussion of Oscar films and anything is up for grabs here, including films from the inception of the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences from 1929 to 2019. We talk the deserved, the robbed, and the overlooked. This is your go-to show for films prestigious enough to announce. I'd like to thank the Academy. Presenting your show for this evening, it's and the Oscar goes to with your host, Andrew Weston. Now, today I have my friend Anthony De Santos, correct? Is that how you pronounce your name? Santos, but close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was that again? De Santos. De Santos. Is that right? That's that's good enough. Good enough. I feel like I feel like that's been my my whole like UCI like career so far. It's like, oh, how's your GPA? Mm, good enough. How's your sleeping? Oh, um, good enough. Um, yeah. Uh. So well, if it makes you feel better, you weren't the first one to mess it up. <laughs> oh, do people mess up your name often? Very often. <laughs> oh I, get, I get I San- get Santos, Santos, De Santos, De Soto, which I don't even know Whoa. how you get that. Like growing at Starbucks? up, at, no, I like <laughs> in elementary school that always happened. I would always get De Soto instead of De Santos, which. I don't understand how that really doesn't make any yeah, sense. Uh, even most recently, people use santos like in my lease right now mm. like recently in my lease um they put santos instead of the santos and just like i don't understand how you can mess up that badly <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're missing you're missing a whole part of it yeah people mess up my last name and like instead of beard they get bird Baird. I honestly don't know how you get bird though. I bird doesn't make any sense to me. I, I'm like that's B I R D. I think that's the name of a singer. I forgot. Is it? Yeah, Andrew Baird. I forget. I think so. Because people have told me before, like, oh, like I know, like I thought you were related to blah blah blah, or I know like someone famous named blah blah blah, and I'm like, I don't know who this person <laughs> is, so I don't know what's going on. I'm like, it's B E A R D. I'm like, it doesn't seem like that hard to mess up, but I guess that makes more sense though. So you brought in a couple films that you want to talk about, but you initially was initially came in and you said that you wanted to talk about True Grit. So why do you like True Grit? Uh, Well, with True Grit, I recently saw it like maybe last week. And this is the and 2010 I, version, by the way. Yes. Okay, yes. The remake version. And I, I just really enjoyed it. Like, I really enjoyed it. Um, It was really good. So it's really good. Like, like, what part about it specifically do you really like? Uh... I just thought it really captured, like, that kind of, like, Western vibe, I guess. Yeah. Um, I thought the acting was really great. Oh, yeah, um, it was amazing. Yeah. Jeff Bridges and yeah. Haley Steinfeld. Oh, um, yeah. Matt Damon, Josh Brolin. Yeah, and, like, um, just the way that they were able to really capture, like, that kind of, like, Western dialect, I think they did, like, a really oh, great yeah, job yeah, of yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, I really like this film. One of the few films that I really like. Most of the time, people come in here and they say, oh, I really like this film. And I'm like, I hate that film. But this is actually a film I really, really, really like. It's really good. And it gives me that, like, good Western feel-good vibe. And I don't know. I just really like that kind of gritty feeling in Westerns. And I really like how this film really captures that. You can say that this film has true grit. Oh, it does. <laughs> so anyone that's unfamiliar of this film... So this film is about a 14-year-old farm girl named Maddie Ross, whose father was murdered by a hired hand whose name's Tom Chaney, and she sets out to capture the killer. And to aid her, she hires the toughest U.S. marshal she can find, a man with true grit, who is Reuben J. Rooster Cogburn. Maddie insists on accompanying Cogburn, 
who's drinking sloth and generally what the frick why do they throw words in here i don't know like what is this what is word it? reprobate like reprobate reprobate, reprobate? I think, yeah I, I think i don't know what it means <laughs> <laughs> And generally, reprobate character do not argument her faith in him. Against her wishes, she joins him in his trek into the Indian nations in search of Cheney. They are joined by Texas Ranger LaBeouf, who wants Cheney for his own purposes. The unlikely trio find danger and surprises on the journey, and each has his or her grit tested. This film was nominated for 10 Oscars at the 2011 Academy Awards, including Best Motion Picture of the Year, Best Performance by an Actor in a Leading Role, Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role, Best Achievement in Directing, Best Writing, Adapted Screenplay, Best Achievement in Cinematography, Costume Design, Sound Mixing, Sound Editing, and Art Direction. However, it won no Oscars for this film, unfortunately. Would you agree? Um... Well, I think you mentioned earlier, like, yeah, I think you mentioned earlier how that was, there was, like, a lot of, like, good, comp- like, stiff competition. There was, yeah. So, in 2011, the the other nominees were The King's Speech, Black Swan, The Fighter, Inception, The Kids Are All Right, 127 Hours, The Social Network, Toy Story 3, True Grit, and Winter's Bone. I don't know how Toy Ooh. Story 3 ended up I've only the... seen two of those. <laughs> really? Are you serious? <laughs> the, uh, like, at least, I think at least half of them are on my watch list. Ah. And it's really long. So we, we, I we, haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. So, wait, wait what's, like, what's your included on your watch list? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what are, like, the movies that you really want to see that are on your watch um, list right now? Well, even then, it's not, like, even it's not even necessarily movies I really want to see. It's just whatever is available to me. Mm. Like, um, cause right now I have my Hulu account. So I base my, so currently I have a summer watch list of like about 80 ish movies. Oh wow. So that's supposed to like, I'm supposed to finish before school starts up again in like late September. So, um, a lot of them are like movies I found on Hulu that I'm interested in watching. Mm-hmm. Um, like, believe silence of the lambs is on there i don't um i love silence of the lambs uh i know this like one 90s movie called mermaids with share huh, i've <laughs> never heard of that yeah one. I, yeah like i find i found it when i was browsing um i recently saw moonstruck with share uh and i wasn't a huge fan of that one. Oh, you haven't seen that one no. that one's currently on Netflix. um suburbicon hmm. i've been meaning to watch that i've been meaning to watch because a lot, like, a lot of the movies that are on this watch list are, like, like 2018 movies to, like, try and catch up for the movies I didn't get to see. Like, oh, Vice yeah. is on there. Um, Shoplifters is on there. Um, Burning is on there. Huh. Yeah. The oh. latter two are, like, um, Asian films. Oh, okay. Yeah. I want to see Vice. I haven't, that's, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It won, um, I think, I believe, Best Costume and Makeup hmm. at the Oscars. I know it won Makeup for sure, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's the that's the category. Oh, best costuming and makeup they go together. I believe so, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, I don't remember what else was nominated, but like, I mean, they essentially aged the actors, and yeah. I believe I I guess they did a really good job of that. Yeah, I saw from the the trailer, I was yeah. like, who's playing? What? I'm like, is that Christian Bale? What? Yeah, yeah. It took like, me a second. It, it did look really transformative. So yeah. like, I guess. It deserved it. <laughs> so, what are the two movies that you said you saw from this list? Um, so it was True Grit, which I saw last week, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then the Toy Story three. Toy Story three, yeah. yeah. The, you've got to see the King's Speech. The King's Speech is so good. Yeah, that, I, that's the I, film I that won by the way. Yeah, I've been meaning. It's like it's on my list. <laughs> I believe it's on Netflix. Um, oh, I don't have Netflix. <laughs> oh, you don't have Netflix. I don't. No, I plan on getting a new account like maybe next month. Like, and, like, a lot of the movies that are on my watch list right now are movies on Netflix, too. So, like, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, Black Swan's really good. Yeah, I've been... I wanted to watch Black Swan for the longest time. Have you seen Whiplash? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, it's, yeah. it's pretty yeah, like, similar to Whiplash. Whiplash, Black Swan, The Social Network. 
whatever other movies are on there are on my <laughs> watch list. Uh, yeah, the King's are, Speech, yeah. Oh, I love The King's Speech so much. I love it, I love it, I love it. Yeah, so I, I'll, I'll get to it eventually. The only film I don't really like that's on this list is Winter's Bone. I, I haven't heard of that one. Not a fan of it. Uh-uh. Yeah. But let's get back to True Grit. So, yeah. Uh, I think maybe, because who was nominated for Supporting Actress? Because I think Haley Steinfeld at least deserved that. Because I, I believe that was her debut film, right? Yeah. I, yes, I believe this was. She was nominated for True Grit 2010. Then she was in... Ender's Game 2013, oh, Pitch oh. Perfect 2 2015, <laughs> Edges The Edge of 17 2016. So she's been busy. <laughs> yeah. She was in Bumblebee just last year. Oh yeah, she was. Yeah, she's a really good actress and Yeah, um, no, I I thought she did a really amazing job in True Grit and like impressive for like cuz I be, she was really young when she was in that movie. So she was 14 when she did this When role. she was in True Grit. That's crazy. Yeah. And she got nominated for an yeah. Oscar. 14. That's yeah. always really impressive when, like, young actors, like, really young actors get yeah, nominated. Yeah, like, like... I mean, you got I some, believe, like, Yeah, talent. I believe Elsie Fisher was nominated last this for this Oscar, for this year's Oscars. For what film? For Eighth Grade. Oh, yeah. And she was, like... I don't know. I believe she was, she was in eighth grade. I remember I saw that. She was actually in eighth grade <laughs> yeah, when they were so filming Yeah, so she was, that. like, what, 13? Yeah, she's like, 13 or 14 years old when they filmed that. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm not. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. It reminds me that kids act ki- like kid act, kid actors and kid actresses can be pretty good sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they're not. Like um, like that Let one kid it. from the Home Alone series, Macaulay Culkin. Oh yeah, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was really. I don't good. think he was really good as a kid actor. You don't think he was good? No. Really? I thought he was good. I mean, maybe in the Home Alone movies, but like in My Girl. Huh? My Girl? The film My Girl? Which one's that one? It's called My Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I know there was like this one movie. He was in like a horror movie. It mm. might be that one. I don't know. No, that's not a horror okay, movie. It's a drama. Okay. It's a it's older. Um, it was before the he good was son. in. The he Good Son. Yeah, he wasn't really good in that. Huh, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> Interesting. So. Yeah, I don't know. But like kid, kid actors can be good sometimes. <laughs> And Haley Steinfeld, Haley Steinfeld reminds me of that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and she's taking off. I wonder what she's going to be in next. Yeah. I believe, like, maybe the only concrete thing she has on Horizon is the Spider-Verse sequel. There's a Spider-Verse sequel? I think they're planning it. I can't remember. Wait, there is one or you think there no, is the, one? <laughs> I, believe there, I believe it was confirmed that huh. there's going to be a sequel for the movie. That movie was really good. Yeah. <laughs> An- animation yeah. was amazing. The story was amazing. Action was amazing. Just like all the... like he- <laughs> That's all- like everyone's reaction is just like, oh, I love it's this It's so good. It is. It's amazing. So just, And like the characterization of all the characters. Oh, yeah, definitely. Amazing. Beautiful. <laughs> okay, she was 13 years old when she was cast. Yeah. And uh, 15,000 girls applied to be the character of the young oh, really? Maddie Ross in True wow. Grit. And yeah, this is her, her feature film debut. She did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> she did. <laughs> so this film also was the nominated for 10 Academy Awards, but it failed to win any, going down in history as one of the most ever nominated films to not win an Oscar. Oh, wow, really? That's that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I can't really sp- speak on like whether or not it was better than all the other ones that were nominated. Mm-hmm. Like especially for like maybe best picture, because what won what won best picture that year? That was a King's Speech. The King's Speech, yeah. So like, I can't really speak on like whether or not it was like better than those films or it was more deserving. Yeah, but I would have to say no because I love the King's Speech. <laughs> And Black I, Swan. I mean, I thought it was a really good film. And, like, I think maybe it should have at least won one one Oscar. Which <laughs> like, one would you give it to? I would I would have given it to Best Supporting Actress because I just thought Haley Steinfeld did a really good... Like, a, she, I just thought Haley Steinfeld did a really great job in the movie. What about, like, Jeff Bridges? Jeff Bridges for Best Actor? Bridges. Yeah, I think he did a pretty good job. I mean, I don't know... I can't say, like, what the other... How, like, the other... 
actors did and the other ones that were nominated. Mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, I don't... I guess I could say that for Best Supporting Actress, too. But I just thought, like, her, like... Like, considering that was her first film and she did such a great job in the movie. What do you think of the costume design for the film? Costume design? It was also nominated for costume um, design. I thought it was really good. Like, I'm not sure what, like... Like, what the dialect... Like, how they... Like, because, like I said earlier, like, how they were able to, like, really perfectly capture, like, that Western dialect. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what category that would fall under. But, like, the I think that would fall under, like, the acting, like, the actors. Maybe, yeah. But, like, I think... I thought, like, the costuming also really helped with, like, um, bring like, really, like, bringing that Western world to life. Mm-hmm. As well as, like, the protection design. Like... I mean, I haven't seen, like, a lot of Westerns, mm-hmm. and, I, like, I tend to, like, kind of avoid them most of the time. Avoid them? Why do you avoid Westerns? <laughs> I just think they can be kind of racist. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've never heard that before. Really? Yeah, how are they kind of racist? I mean, the way that they, like, characterize Native American characters is usually not really great. And, like, even with this film, like, there were, like, I mean, I, I, mean, I get it, like, Cause like in the, even with True Grit, there was like some lingerings of like slavery. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, I I get that they're trying to capture like that era. Yeah. But like, it doesn't it doesn't make it any less un- uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's racist then. If I mean, not necessarily racist. like historical yeah, time that's period. That's true. But like, also like, oh, what's that one movie with Johnny Depp? Oh no! Uh, it was that other remake. Yeah. Um. Um. But like that Western movie, The Lone Ranger. <laughs> the Lone Ranger. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, I just well, like first, like first off, casting a white guy as a Native American. It was Johnny not, Depp, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like not not a great move, and no. also just like they just like I feel <laughs> like I feel like some westerns fall into like 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 kind of like perpetuating stereotypes of Native Americans which isn't really a good thing <laughs> mm-hmm. are you talking about modern westerns or older uh, I westerns I, I think I think older westerns especially have that problem but also like I understand that in the time period people weren't as sensitive to like mm-hmm. like perpetuating those negative stereotypes yeah. and like I mean the Lone Ranger has like no excuse because it was one. made in like 2013 yeah. or the remake at least. Yeah. <laughs> but like I think I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of westerns like I said. So I like, I don't know if like more modern westerns have like not maybe improved on this problem. Like I know the Hateful Eight and like the Ballad of the Buster Scruggs, they're like more modern ones. Those are on my watch list. I don't know how they handle race. But I mean, I guess I'll see when I watch them eventually. Mm-hmm. So that's like point. your biggest hang-up with Western films? Just Yeah, they can be kind of racist, but like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if like modern modern Westerns have improved on that. Yeah. But, I mean, I would hope they, I would hope they did. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Otherwise, they'd be like swamped in controversy. Mm-hmm. But True Grit, it didn't really get any controversy, so... yeah. Not necessarily. Yeah. And, I, like... I think they're just showing a time period, so I don't think that it yeah, comes true. off as, like, racist. Yeah, so, like, and that's why I can understand... Like, that's why I can, like, concede on, like, Westerns and race. Mm-hmm. Like, m- that maybe that's just not the place to have that kind of conversation. I'm willing to, like, look at it through the lens of, okay, it's coming from this time period. Yeah. Uh, or they're trying to depict this era of time. So exactly, yeah. Mm. So, what'd you think of like the music in this film? I actually, the score was actually probably one of the biggest, re- like one of the biggest things I disliked about this film. Disliked? Yeah. Oh my god. Like gosh. the, I feel like the score, I feel like the score doesn't really fit like a western. Hmm. Like I've been trying to think of like what it, what it would fit. It just doesn't feel like a western because of the score sometimes. But you said you really liked the film, though. I did. It's just that the score was my biggest problem with it. Okay, the score is the biggest problem. Yeah. I just think that the the score didn't really 
Like that was the one thing that kind of took me out of the like the world with uh, that the film created. The score just kind of didn't really fit. Like what would they the score? Made. Would the score? What would the score fit in? What like what it sound like? That like I've been trying to think of like what else would it fit? Like the end credit song is it's a country song, so like that fits more of a western vibe. Mm-hmm. But like I just think the score, it felt like, it felt like it fit like maybe like like a kid's version of a western or something but like not really a western i guess or like kind of like a like a kind of like a children's adventure movie i suppose got it so i'm gonna play right now the score from true grit 2010 which anthony says sounds like a kid's version of a western or like like a children's adventure movie got it Okay. I so. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think it's out. I just don't think it fits a Western. <laughs> okay, well, here we have True Grit. the score from true grit 2010 now i just listened to this again for the first time in forever and i would have to disagree with you anthony because i think that this doesn't sound like a kid's version of a western to me this sounds amazing i mean it sounds it sounds really good that's why i meant like maybe not necessarily a kid's western maybe more like a kid's adventure movie I don't know. When I hear it, I think of like a really like melancholy kind of like dreary. I can imagine them like going on horses across like a mountain with this kind of like somber song. Yeah, but <laughs> would you call that the western? I don't know. It kind of had the like western vibe to it. Just like it was slowed I mean, I, down. I guess. I mean, I like it. I because I like it. I do like the score. I just don't think it really. I, it just kind of takes me out of the movie a little. Hmm. Like how often? <laughs> did like it take you out of the movie? Like almost. Like maybe half the time it ever like it played. Mm. Like whenever it started up, I just it just does it just doesn't feel like it fits. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It doesn't feel like a western score. Hmm. But also, I haven't seen a lot of westerns, so like I don't know 
how Western score is supposed to sound. <laughs> I guess, yeah. But you do like the ending song from this film, though. Yeah, I thought. I just thought. I th- I thought it was a really good song and like a really nice way to end the film. Okay, so you mentioned when you before we were recording that you really liked the last song in True Grit, which is called Leaning on the Everlasting Arms by Iris Dement. So do you feel like this song fits a western? Yeah. Or or <laughs> at least fits True Grit like I yeah, I the, feel like it fits like the tone of the film a little more but also like maybe i'm just kind of stereotyping and like because there's more twang in this film in the song <laughs> and, there's like, more it's what a, in this song it's like it's like it's a, it's a country song mm-hmm. and i associate country music with western sometimes <laughs> well yeah they kind of like, go hand in hand kind of <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah um, right now we're going to play like it kind of reminds me of a willie nelson song mm. and like i i especially associate willie nelson with like western iconography Definitely. What's your favorite Willie Nelson song? <laughs> Don't put me on the spot. You just like brought that. him up. You just brought him up like that, like Willie Nelson. <laughs> I, I well, can't. mine is "On the Road Again." That's my favorite Willie oh. Nelson song. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't. I can't even pick. <laughs> I can't even pick. I don't know. I can't even pick. So right now we're gonna play "Leaning on the Everlasting Arms" from True Grit, the soundtrack by Iris Dement. What a fellowship, what a joy divine Leaning on the everlasting arms What a blessedness, what a peace is mine Leaning on the everlasting arms That was Leaning on the Everlasting Arms by Iris Dement from True Grit 2010, the remake. Now, I really like this song. And for everyone who's tuning in right now, you are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And this is, and the Oscar goes to, with your host, Andrew Weston. I am here with Anthony DeSantos, correct? Close enough. Close enough. Again. (laughs) Again. You're getting better. (laughs) Oh, that's good. And now we're going to talk about the film... Room. So, Room is a 2015 film, and this film is about a mother who's held captive for seven years and in an enclosed space where she and her son have to finally somehow gain their freedom, allowing the boy to experience the outside world for the first time. This movie stars Brie Larson and Jacob Tremblay. Like, with True Grit and this film, I also really like this film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this film was nominated for four Oscars, Best Performance by an Actress in a Leading Role, Best Motion Picture of the Year, Best Achievement in Directing, and Best Writing Adapted Screenplay. 
and it won for Brie Larson for best performance by an actress in a leading role, which I thought was well deserved. She was excellent in this movie, along with Jacob Tremblay. They both, they just work really well together as mother and son in yeah. this film. Yeah, he's another talented child actor. Yeah, we're talking like about child much younger today. than when he's <laughs> like when Haley Seinfeld started that too. Yeah, so this film was nominated at the 2016 Oscars along with other Best Picture nominees such as The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, and Spotlight, with Spotlight being the winner of this year. Oh, I think I only saw two other ones. <laughs> Which ones? Um, I had Mad Max Fury Road uh-huh. and um, uh, I think I saw The Revenant. Or Human Core? I forgot. Oh, you would know if you saw The Revenant. Huh? You would remember. It's the one with the bear, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I saw that one. <laughs> What'd you think of The Revenant? I thought that was I thought it was really good. Like, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I didn't fall asleep when I watched it. But also, I was watching it for a class and, like, trying to, like, really, like, finish it before, like... I have to write a paper about it. <laughs> Wait, why? Why would you it's not, I, fall asleep watching it? It's not that I found it boring. I just mm-hmm. I was just tired. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, I thought that was really good. The acting was really good. Yeah, that was the year Leonardo DiCaprio won an Oscar. That's right. Yeah, and everyone was freaking yeah, out. Yeah, that was it. really well deserved. Absolutely, I think he was going for it hard in this yeah, movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I remember that they had to set up all day to film the like one shot and they only had an hour to shoot and the whole rest of the day they had to prepare for like one scene in the movie because they were shooting in some location i want to say alaska i'm not quite sure where but there was not a lot of daylight available so they had an hour window to get whatever they could done and i'm just like oh that'd be so sufferable (laughs) because it's just snow and cold and you know, when I was thinking about this film not too long ago, where I'm like, well, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio has something to gain from this experience, but like the crew who has to like be on this journey, <laughs> they're doing it for Leo. Doing <laughs> it for Leo. Like they don't like get like like um. I mean, I guess you can like say stuff about it, and like you can like get like connections from yeah, like you know true. being in the red. And like, I mean, I think it really paid off with like the final product. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, it's like, like they're suffering like, um, yeah. like <laughs> I can't say equally because he was like in the ground in like the water. I believe he got pneumonia two to three times while I filming be it. Surprised. <laughs> It's freezing. I can't believe that he like went into yeah. like the water. I'm but like, oh, he, yeah, gosh. he seriously committed and like I think he really wanted that Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I kind of feel like I feel like he th- like he really wanted wanted an Oscar for this film. Like I'm like I feel like he did this just yeah, for the Oscar. Yeah, and I'm glad for him. Like Do you think that do you think he did this film just for the Oscar? Like I bet I can. Maybe an not if just for the Oscar, but I think the Oscar was a big motivating factor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. like I mean, he's been in the industry for like a real like a really long time. Yeah, like, I remember he did. I think it was about time the Oscar, like, really acknowledged his work. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I mean, I know he's been nominated a few times before, but, like, to, like, actually win, I think, is, like, a serious, like, a huge achievement for him. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm glad for him because he's a really talented actor. Yeah, he's really good in, like, Inception, The Departed, Titanic. I haven't seen The Wolf of Wall Street yet, but I heard that he oh, I haven't seen that either. basically got robbed for that performance and that he should have won and i'm like hmm, i need to check it out and yeah i'm glad he won for the revenant the revenant yeah. i really 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 like the cinematography that's my yeah favorite yeah i was gonna say that too i think the cinematography was just breathtaking my favorite part <laughs> of the film probably that's probably maybe why you fell asleep though is because the, there wasn't like a lot of plot really in the film yeah yeah i mean like a big motivating factor for me like really loving films is like story mm-hmm. like if the story is amazing, I can forgive a lot of things. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Same. But I just really. Or like... I not even just story, like especially like 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 characterization and acting also really help. Mm-hmm. Like for, make me for like it helps me forgive a lot of like of film's flaws. <laughs> yeah, but you said that you like Mad Max Fury Road, yeah. Yeah. That one didn't have a lot of plot either, though. But, but you it didn't was fall asleep also during that one. Uh, I I wouldn't say. <laughs> Actually, I think I did. 
uh i remember because i remember watching it with my dad and like i like his apartment mad max yeah but like i think we were again i was also just tired oh my god i'm tired a lot of the time every time i watch a movie i'm so tired <laughs> yeah no like i've uh, i it sucks like i like because i like watching movies but sometimes i'll like pack in too much in my day and then mm. when i sit down to watch a movie i'll fall asleep and it, it's a dilemma mm. <laughs> it's a problem yeah <laughs> like that's that's also kind of why i've got my got myself hooked on caffeine oh my gosh <laughs> just to watch more movies <laughs> oh my so going back to room yeah room <laughs> yeah what we're anyways. talking about <laughs> <laughs> anyways let's talk about room again <laughs> yeah so why do you like room when did you see your room um i think i saw it last year okay yeah yeah so like it was after like all the nominations and stuff and i i like one of the things i really like about room is that it kind of because like a lot of movies of that kind of similar plot it usually ends once they escape Mm-hmm. But like with room, like it, there's still like a there's still like a whole other act after room. Yeah, I saw that with room. Yeah, it said that the movie was split in down to the minute mark of them being in the room and them being out of the room. Yeah, so like that was one of the things I really liked about room is that like it continued, it like explored like kind of like the like the like like the psychology of the characters after they got out of that really traumatic situation so before we were recording you mentioned that you what do you what trying to get a psychology major yeah well like i'm currently i'm a film major or a film and media studies major and i'm trying to double with um i believe it's called psychological sciences now they're changing it from psychology and social behavior to psychological sciences oh wow do you know why um no (laughs) <laughs> to make I feel like to make ha- people that are majoring in that feel less cool because psychology and social behavior is such a great name. <laughs> <laughs> I know they did that with another major. I can't remember what it was. Oh. It might have been sociology. I don't know. But I'm like, why are they changing it? And they're yeah. like, I like, don't know. I don't know like what the difference in like the programs are. I believe actually, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about that because I don't mm-hmm. want to be wrong. Because like, got it. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah. So I'm not sure like what the difference is between the two pro- like the programs are. But like I, I'm trying to like I'm trying to get into that as like a double major or at least a minor because mm-hmm. I'm really interested in psychology. Yeah, I took one psychology course at my community college and it was pretty interesting, but not for, not yeah. for me. Like I would be lying if I said I wasn't struggling with the mm-hmm. with like the classes. But I I'm just really interested in like psychology and like how people's brains work and like mm-hmm. like why people. Yeah like do what they do so for like a career goal do you see yourself going down more like the film path or more of like a psychology path um definitely film i'm way more yeah i'm i'm way more interested in film than i am in psychology i just like i would like to have like that background in psychology Mm. just because i feel like one like i feel like it would make me a better writer because like i would be because i am interested in like screenwriting and just writing in general I am definitely more interested in, like, screenwriting. Um, maybe once I build up my confidence more. Writing is, like, a big thing for me. Like, And then, like, psych- like with psychology, I figured, like, it would help me understand, like, how to, like, write better characters. Mm-hmm. And, like, really get into their heads. And also, like, because, like, even with film, like, I feel like it's really useful. Like, because, like, my original plan is to, like, get into advertising. Because, like... Just breaking into the film industry is really difficult. Oh yeah, so for like, sure. um, I think just to like have like a stable career, I would want to get into like advertising for films and stuff. Mm. And like, I feel like psychology really helps with advertising, like understanding what how what people gravitate to. Yeah. Okay. So your first instinct when doing psychology, you knew that you want to use it for film. Yeah. It wasn't like a separate thing. Like, oh, I'm really yes. interested in psychology. Like, no, I want to do psychology. Oh for- uh, well, like. Yes and no. Yeah, so, like, I'm interested in psychology as, like, its own separate entity, but also, like, how it intersects with, like, film and, like, just storytelling in general. Mm -hmm. So, like, but I definitely, like, in terms of, like, career and, like, my career, I was, I'm more interested in, like, bringing them together, I guess. Or, like, using psychology as a way to, like, improve my filmmaking, I guess. Yeah, for sure. So, like, what area of filmmaking are you most interested in? 
Um, well, the experience I have most in filmmaking currently is producing, so I would Mm -hmm. say that. Um, I am interested in, like, screenwriting as well, but, like, I don't have as much writing. uh, I don't have as much experience in writing, especially in, like, screenwriting format or, like, in screenplay format. Yeah. So, like, but it's something I am interested to. I'm interested in, like, um, special effects as well, especially, like, Mm. like, uh, SFX makeup. I'm super into that. That was so cool. Yeah, I watched a film the other day. Oh, it was Labyrinth. I've never seen Labyrinth before before oh, really? with Jennifer Conley oh, and with, David Bowie okay yeah 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 I just watched <laughs> it yesterday and I was like oh my god yeah no like I mean I've like been the puppets like I really like the puppets yeah like, but you're talking about like like I like actual like latex and stuff on yeah there. like latex and like like recently I've been watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer mm. and like I there's a lot wrong with <laughs> <laughs> there's like there's a lot wrong with the show but like I think one of the like one of the really amazing things besides Sarah Michelle Gellar is the makeup I mm. think the I, I think the makeup and the costuming is just incredible and really holds up yeah that can always that always is like a big thing for films like you like usually the ones that have like the makeup and like the puppets and stuff like that hold up. And the ones that you CGI just don't. <laughs> I think been... it depends. Really? Like what film? Um, like major CGI I'm talking uh, about. I guess. Oh. Like in the early days. Yeah, in the early days. Okay. I feel like CGI always gets dated. Yeah, that's true. But like I would kind of say Toy Story. Like the first Toy Story movie. I think at least the toy CGI mm. really holds up. I like, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like stellar, but like I don't. I wouldn't call it terrible, I guess. Mm. I don't know. So wait, going back to screenwriting. So your ultimate goal is to be a screenwriter then? Mm, I'm not sure, actually. Okay. Like, I guess I just really need to, like, really find what I'm really interested in film. Mm -hmm. Because, like, for all I know, I could end up being, like, a really good producer eventually. Yeah. So, like, because, like, I like producing. It's a lot of organizing and stuff and, like, contacting other people and, like, setting budgets yeah when people like, ask me that when they're like oh andrew you want to be a director i'm like um i don't know <laughs> there's so many things that like i could do and like that's like a such a yeah and like i competitive think competitive and like area to be in and i'm like yeah. i can always be like work like a desk job at i would love to work at warner brothers so that's why i'm like warner brothers <laughs> but yeah. yeah like i think definitely like no matter what i do i definitely want to be like involved with the film industry yes. in some way that's which is I why i say which is why i said like my original plan is just to like get into advertising at least because mm-hmm. at least like i'll be like around film and like promoting like art exactly. i guess <laughs> yeah so when, like with screenwriting like what kind of films would you want to write like what genre or would you want to do like tv shows um Hmm. I'm not sure actually. Like I like I guess like I would I feel like a lot of people's dreams is to like write movies. Mm-hmm. Like over not maybe Shonda over, Rhimes. Huh? Not Shonda Rhimes. Oh, that's true. I think it really depends on like what I find myself more comfortable with cuz like I feel like writing cuz like with TV shows you do have like a longer period of time to like tell your story yeah but you also have to write a lot (laughs) yeah and you have to keep up with it and like with film it's like more contained Mm -hmm. but like you have to like pack in a lot Mm -hmm. into it in order for it to be like coherent and good (laughs) exactly yeah the thing that kind of like so i think it just ultimately depends on like how much i improve with my writing Mm -hmm. and like like what the scope of my stories i would like to tell Mm mm-hmm the thing that I am kind of wary of, kind of like, uh, about film, screen, like screenwriting, like writing for film, is that you have, like, once you are done with it, you, it's gone. Like, you give it to the people and unless then they you make, make sequels. It. <laughs> yeah, unless you make sequels. Oh. But, like, they can, like, change it, oh, yeah, and, like, that's alter true. it. You could be like, replaced at yeah. any time. And then, like, <laughs> actors, like, improv stuff, and you're like, no, but I like those lines. Like, no, but yeah. no you sold your script, yeah, now you that, can write something else. Yeah, that's for, yeah, that's also another thing, is that, like, what if they don't tell the story how I want it to be mm-hmm. told? Like, exactly. and like another thing is like I don't. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't want to be a director, so I so I have to like if I ever want to like be like a screenwriter, I would definitely have to find people I trust. Oh to yeah, work, for sure. To work on, and even then, like I don't have like I don't have control over that. Yeah. So it's like, 
Unless you write and direct your own film. Yeah, and, like, I don't know if I want to direct. <laughs> like, Quint- like, Quentin Tarantino, just write and direct your own films. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe all my scripts will just live and die on my laptop. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, so do you have any scripts right now? I have, like, a lot of ideas that I, like, kind of, like, outlined. But, like, nothing, like, actually written out. Why not? Why haven't you started writing them? Because I'm scared. Because <laughs> you're scared. There's, you, have, you have nothing to lose. You just, you just write. You just type true. them out. Yeah. That's true. I don't know. I'm also just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of do that with like post-it notes. Like, all right, write an idea. Yeah. Down. No, I have like I have a lot of ideas. I just have to really sit and write them down. Mm-hmm. And like maybe one day I will. Mm-hmm. And also maybe one day I'll finish my watch list. So you're talking about psychology. So let's go back to the film room yes so once again (laughs) i love this film um so much love it love it this movie is (laughs) would you say it was best picture worthy would i say it's best picture worthy i don't know maybe i really like the revenant the martian seems like it was a contender like a good contender against spotlight Mm. Mad Max Fury Road would be really cool (laughs) for it to win but i'm like yeah (laughs) there's no way that it would win but but it was it was really good. Brooklyn was kind of I I don't know. I wasn't a fan of Brooklyn. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bridge of Spies was I was all right in the big short I did not like at all. Oh it you watched just... a lot of movies that year. <laughs> yeah. I've only, I haven't seen a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, so Room I just feel like Room was it had a lot of emotion, but it didn't have a lot of Again, like plot. I feel like it didn't have a lot, a, enough story, I guess, to uh, it. I would disagree. I think it told, like, a really good story. I just wanted more out of it. Yeah. I just feel like there should have like, been... I'm, I'm glad that we did get more from, like, instead of just ending at, like, them escaping. Uh-huh, I think, yeah. and again, like, that was one of the things I really liked about that film. And is showing, like, what happens after they escape. Like, with it, like a lot of films within that, I guess, genre don't really explore that so like seeing this film do that was just really it was a nice change of pace yeah something interesting that i found out about this film is that brie larson the mom the character who plays the mom in the film she isolated herself in her room in her room for a month without a phone or internet and followed a strict diet in order to get a sense of what her character ma and her son jack were going through oh wow <laughs> Mars larson said that because she considers herself an introvert who prefers to stay at home she thought that her month of isolation would be like a vacation but towards the last week she became very depressed and would cry all day oh wow <laughs> every uci student ever <laughs> <laughs> okay so also for room when jacob tremblay's mother his real life mother asked him if he had any questions for brie larson to get them to like bond because they're going to be spending so much time together. He ended up asking her three questions. And his three questions were... Just three? Yeah, he only asked her three questions apparently. Oh. <laughs> he asked her what her favorite color was, her favorite animal, and whether or not she liked Star Wars A New Hope. Yeah. Also, the first month of the entire shoot was filmed on a tiny 11 foot by 11 foot set with the director and his crew working entirely within the confines of the limited space in keeping with the claustrophobic theme. Walls were never removed in order to facilitate filming, which meant that shooting around the kitchen space, bathtub, and other features of the room required lots of creativity. The director himself spent a lot of time in the bathtub in the room because that was the one place where he could lie and not be visible during a complex take. (laughs) Yeah, like, I think they really did I think the film did a really good job at ca- like really capturing that claustrophobic feeling yeah. of that really small like was it a basement? No, it was like it a was shed like a, outside. Yeah, it was a shed. Okay, yeah. It was like a like they really they did a really good job at like really uh, like capturing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he described the shooting experience as being like the game Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I think they really util- they really utilized that space really well. See, here's the thing. Um. When I here's my mom has read the book room. I didn't not I didn't know it was based on a book, and I didn't read the book before watching the movie. I just watched the movie, and when I watched the movie, I actually thought that it was based 
on a true story because it just oh, really? it just yeah. seemed like a true story. And then she's and then I knew she read the book, and I was like, "Is the book based on a true story?" And she's like, "No, it's it's just a, a fictional book." And I'm like, "No." Because it just seems like it could happen. It, yeah, it probably has happened. <laughs> it's uh, a thing. Here, it, that like that's the terrifying thought. Yeah, and it actually, and the thing about the film is that events like this actually have happened. And this is from IMDb, and it says, "This film, while not adapted from any real life sources, shares several similarities with the case of Amanda Berry." One of three young women held captive for over a decade by Ariel Castro. Barry was kidnapped in Cleveland, Ohio. And this movie was also set in Akron, Ohio. And she was raped by her kidnapper and bore his child like Nick does to Ma. She also managed to escape with her child after spending years locked in a shuttered room. Any similarities between the fictional story in Room and the real-life stories of Aero Castro's victims are purely coincidental since Emma Donahue's novel Room was published in the mid-2010 mid era, three years before Castro's crimes were discovered. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I think it really makes that film, like, all the more powerful. Mm-hmm. And just, like, how it was able to, like, really capture a real-life situation. Which is absolutely terrible for the victims of this crime. And even though they're not related, I'm glad a movie like Room was made to really address situations. Like this. Like, like Yeah, like this. Terrible yeah. things that happen to people that people would never think were could happen to a human being. Like, I think... um. Brie Larson and Jacob Tremblay really did a lot to, like, really help capture the story. Like, yeah, like, really capture. Um, and if this was done with, like, bad actors, I mean, this could have been awful. I feel like if they didn't, like, find, like, really, like, good emotive actors, mm-hmm. like, they wouldn't have been able to, like, really capture, like... Like, the trueness of... Yeah, some, like, the reality yeah, the of, reality. Like, that kind of situation. The situation. Like, I feel like it really is, like, a testament to, like, Brie Larson and Jacob Tremblay's, like, acting abilities. I think, ultimately, it is a story about hope. Mm. And I think, like, stories like that tend to, like, really resonate with me. Um, Like, again, I mentioned earlier, like, it really, like, it kind of, like, subverts the genre it is by, like, showing the aftermath of their, like, their escape. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the acting is incredible. I think Brie Larson and D- Jacob Tremblay did a really amazing job in this film. And just, like, when they were out, like, just, like, seeing her, like, trying to, like, adapt to, like, mm-hmm. life again and, like, not being able to yeah, is just really heartbreaking. Yeah, so at the very end of the film room, Ma and Jack go back to the room and... The final words that Jack says are by room, which it's very interesting from to see from his perspective as a viewer because he has fond memories of the room, whereas we know that it was an incarcerating, terrible space for the mother. Right, right now I was about to play the last song from the movie Room, which is called New End. And the first comment says by Room, which is what Jacob Tremblay's character Jack says at the very end of the film. Those two words have more of an impact on me than most movies can do in two hours. In just those two words, Ma finally accepted that she had to move on. Yes, Room held horrible and tragic memories for her but it was also the place where she gave birth to her son jack was her rock he literally kept her alive in that moment she saw room for what it was and was finally able to let it go and live the rest of her life with jack happily so right now i'm going to play the song entitled new end from the film room
And that was a song, New End, by Stephen Rennix from the film Room. And I feel like Room has a lot of heart to the film, something that the other Oscar contenders of that year didn't really have. And I really appreciate that, especially in a story like this. It could have been easily messed up basically if it wasn't by the power of the actors and the power of this script and so I really appreciate this film for taking a very serious subject matter and portraying it as authentically as the creators of this film did and I love Room it's a great film and 
if you're interested in the film, it's available on Netflix currently. We're running out of time here today, so this is your host, Andrew Weston, coming to you live from KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Thank you, Anthony DeSantos. Did I get it? Almost perfect. <laughs> Almost perfect for being on the show today. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It was really fun. Awesome. Until next time, everyone, stay golden.